The fear of being seen is born when you hide. And in order to overcome the fear of being seen, heard, existing in the world exactly as you are, you have to exist in the world exactly as you are. You have to meet the version of yourself that you are and ask yourself, who are you? What defines you? Who defines you? What would my life look like if I showed up for myself fully? If I believed in myself as capable? If I argued with my limitations? If I questioned my limitations and I went beyond them? But you're awakening already, right? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana. I am your host. And if you are new here, Figuring Shit Out is a collective undertaking of self-help, coming of age, and finding and healing yourself in a world of flux. It is meant to help you deepen and expand the most important relationship you'll ever have, that with yourself. And if you are not new here, welcome back. Weekly episodes are back. I took a five-week hiatus to really allow everything from last year to simmer as I built new things for Figuring Shit Out. So Figuring Shit Out now has a community that you can join on Patreon, Figuring Shit Out Together. The community was really created to offer guidebooks to listeners, and guidebooks are something that I came up with that you guys have been asking me for once I suggested that maybe I should do them and they are tools to take with you after the episode that really break down the episode concepts, give you some more reading material, give you some more listening material, give you some guided journal prompts, really kind of take my words and my understanding into your own understanding and I put them all together and package them in a really pretty way and so I created the community to give access to those guidebooks which will be coming throughout season two and to be created as these season is to be created. You can learn more about the offering of that community down below. You can go to my website, which yes, I have a website now, um, and explore those things there. Also download a free guidebook if you're curious to see what they look like. There's one on intuition versus anxiety. So last week's episode was all about igniting change, breaking cycles, facing discomfort in order to create transformation in our lives and this is actually going to be a bit of a series this month for the next few episodes. The last episode was very much about shedding the skin. So this episode is actually going to be a part two of not only this little series that we're doing around transformation and alignment and integrating your healing into your life, but a shadow work series part two. So if you have been listening to Figuring Shit Out for a little bit, you will know that shadow work has been a really integral concept throughout the episodes, particularly inner child healing. Your inner child has frozen time with your limiting beliefs, 
wherever you learned them, wherever that pain is stored in your body or your life's experience, whatever happened to you when you were young that you are still carrying with you today, subconsciously, unconsciously, that may be limiting you, whatever is the reason you are on your journey of healing, whatever the reason is that you want to grow from more than you are now, that is the shadow work that needs to be done, but it has to be done in a way that is truly loving. You have to have curiosity for the reasons why the things that happened to you shaped who you are and not judgment. And you have to welcome this part of you with a real sense of love and acceptance and nurture and care. And that is a huge marker of being able to integrate the healing into your life. Meet yourself where you're at and tell yourself that you are worthy of the things that you want in your life. So this month's theme is integrating your healing through transformation and finding pure alignment And it asks you the question, what would my life look like if I showed up for myself fully, if I believed in myself as capable, if I argued with my limitations, if I questioned my limitations and I went beyond them? What is your potential? What do you think your potential is? What do you think is possible for you? And what is actually possible for you? That is the theme of this era of figuring shit out. We have been through a lot of healing. We have been through a lot of addressing. We have been through a lot of learning. And now it's time to integrate all of that. That is very much where I am in my own life. And that is very much where this podcast is taking a turn is, okay, we've learned these things. Now, what do we do with them? And that is the whole point of building the community and having resources for you guys to go and go through if you need them because there's always the we know what we want but we're always stuck on the how we're always stuck on okay but how do I do that and what I found more and more along the way is that it really never is how no one will give you a step-by-step guide someone can try and that someone is me (laughs) but more than anything, you are your own hero and you are your own healer and you are wise enough inside of you to know what it takes to transform and sometimes you just need help seeing that. Last week, we talked about facing yourself. We talked about going inwards and really seeing the things that you are not admitting to yourself, pulling out the pieces of yourself that you have been hiding for so long because you're scared to address them. You're scared of change. You're scared of what happens when you actually admit that maybe you're not living your life in alignment in certain areas because it means you have to do something about it. We talked about that and how to really go through that process with a sense of trust and ease and surrender and know that with transformation there's always going to be a bit of a dark night of the soul and the dark night of the soul is the part of your spiritual journey your interpersonal journey where things are dark it's where you are uncovering where all of the limitations are where they live who put them there what experiences really made them come alive into existence what happened to you that shifted your freedom that you had as a child, the inner child healing that we're doing and we're talking about is so essential to this. What was it? When you start to acquaint with that version of the pain, the things that you had gone through, the reasons why maybe you are the way you are or you self-sabotage the way that you do, and you start confronting those things, 
it gets dark. You have to feel it. It's the only way through. So this episode is going to focus on shadow work and it's going to be a part two to the episode from September, but you don't necessarily have to go listen to that episode to get the full experience. But if you want to, I encourage you to, it's linked down below. And that one really just goes through the thick of it. It goes through the critical aspects of inner child healing, what it is, and really diving into the depths of our shadow, our triggers, and learning to heal them, the beginning of learning to heal them. And this episode is going to cover recovering your sense of identity, finding your sense of identity. And now that you have maybe identified the things that aren't aligned with the version of yourself that you know you are destined to be, that you are working towards, this is about illuminating the parts of your subconscious that are still active and activating your power, really finding your power. And this really goes with the theme of alignment. So the question of what is your potential? What do you think is possible for you? Because what you think is possible for you defines what is possible for you. And what you think is possible for you was likely born in your childhood. In your formative years, in your childhood, you were able to do whatever made your heart feel free, whatever made you happy, and you were able to own it in a way that you know, we've grown out of, we've grown out of our ability to play, we've grown out of our desire to integrate play into our lives, we've really stopped discovering, and we've decided that life has to be a certain way, and we are conditioned into our limits, we are conditioned into the limits that the world has told us that we should have. And you can examine this by really taking a look at what you think is possible for you. I'm going to read a piece that I wrote, and it is actually the Figuring Shit Out trailer. Um, It's on my website and on YouTube and all of the things if you want to see all of it. But I'm just going to read a little bit of it, and it is really connected to this. When we were young, we were all dreamers. Bright and untouched, the world was at our fingertips and we dreamt just to dream. Nothing to figure out, but everything to explore. And we believed in everyone. We believed in everything. Do you remember what it was like to dream just to dream? That is the opening line of the Figuring Shit Out trailer. And it's so connected to this piece of really illuminating who we truly are, who we have lost along the way of judgment in this world of fear, in this world of fear of what it means to be who we are and be unbridled in it and the anxieties that have been internalized from every which way. We've lost that part of us. We are disconnected from that part of us so often of the time when we are worried about the way that we're perceived, when we're worried to make decisions that might impact other people in ways that aren't convenient for them, when we people-please, when we do not consider ourselves, we are disconnected from the part of us that only ever thought in dreams, which is our childhood part of us. And I think looking back on ourselves when we were young, you know, there's this feeling of, gosh, I was just such a kid. 
right? You look at a picture and you see that you had no worries in the world and you think that you grew up and everyone just loses that and that's just how it is. And I'm not sure that that's entirely true. In the trailer, I talk about how I think that our journey in this life is remembering what it is like to just dream, just to dream, that we are here to experience everything and we are here to experience ourselves and we are here to really uncover the deepest part of ourselves that dreamed big and reignite it and allow it to be reignited and dare I even say go after the dreams that we lost the dreams that the world told us were too big to have the dreams that seemed impossible and so we put them away in a box let me ask you something they're still in that box right where are they are you living them? Are you are you going towards them? If you are amazing, congratulations. But if, if you're not, if you're still hiding or if you're still somewhat hiding or if you're not able to fully admit to yourself what it is that you want, sit with that for just a moment and welcome it with curiosity on why do I think that this is not possible for me? Why do I have this limitation here? We are so scared to voice what it is that we want because we don't think that it's possible for us. And the only the only caveat, the only requirement to being able to get to the place that we want to go is that we believe that that place exists and we believe that we belong there. And so if you don't believe that you belong there, but you know that that place exists, then why? And that is what we are sitting with in this episode, in this part of the shadow work, in this healing. It's not as dark as the dark night of the soul. It's not as really completely acquainted with the pain, but there is part of it that will maybe ignite some anger in you because when you realize why or where you had to shut your dreams off, you had to put that away, you had to grow up, you had to decide for yourself that it just wasn't possible in order to survive or go on living your life, you will get angry. You will ask yourself, why did no one encourage me? Why was no one there supporting me? Why did I, as a child, think that it wasn't okay to have these dreams? And you may have put them away when you were 13 or 14, and you don't think of that version of yourself as a child, but it is. All parts of you, as you grow, as you expand, as you truly just live in your unconscious and you're not self-aware, that is all your younger self, your childhood self. We think of our inner child as this like baby, as this child, as this toddler. I know when I started really healing and seeing my inner child, I would see my inner child as a three-year-old Vanessa. And now that I'm kind of farther along in my journey, I am meeting the older versions of my inner child, the 12-year-old, the 14-year-old, the 16-year-old. And it wasn't that long ago. But at the same time, living in the unconscious, living in the parts of my brain that were simply programs, and I didn't know that they were programs, all of that deserves love. And so it's about extending that love, that care, that compassion to all the parts of you, not just your young self, your really young self, because it's so easy to start there, right? Because of course, you know, just a child, what do you know? You were just brought into this earth and asked to be taken care of, But as you start to get older and gain a sense of maybe responsibility, 
what happens is you harbor a sense of guilt and shame in I should have known better. I was old enough to know. And maybe you weren't. Maybe you were still a 14-year-old person trying to figure it out. Maybe you felt older or you had to be older because your environment required that of you, but you were still a child. And so whatever age it was that you stopped dreaming or you limited yourself and your belief of what was possible, that is the age to focus on here. And I want you to consider that it may not be when you were very young. Because when we were young, we were all dreamers. We were all dreamers. We all danced and sang and laughed as loud as we wanted. And somewhere along the way, we were told that we needed to be smaller or more quiet. And the ways in which we were all told to limit ourselves vary from person to person, which is why this is such a personal experience for you to really go and inquire with love about yourself because we all harbor this. All of us, even if you're living your dream, even if you are doing exactly what you want to do, there is some part of you, there's somewhere in your inner realm of desires that is likely limited based on what you believe to be true for yourself. If you could have anything, what would you want? And the first thing that comes up, I want you to take note of that. If you could have anything, what would you want? Something will come up for you and your mind, if you watch it, will start to rationalize your way out of it. It will start to either think bigger or smaller, or it will say, but that's not possible, or that's just a dream. Or maybe you have no thought when I ask you that, because that's also very possible. And if that's the case, if you get really confused and you're like, I don't even know what I want, that's so okay. That just means that you are blocked from even dreaming. You're blocked from your desires. You're blocked from your blessings because you are not admitting to yourself what it is that you want. If you do some digging, if you do some research, you will likely find what it is and you'll likely find that it's probably what what your world when you were young kept you from, what your world told you was not okay, or what you had to do, what you had to hide in order to go on about this world. And if that's the case, if you're in that place of confusion, if you're in that place of I don't know and I couldn't tell you and I just feel confused, then it is really important for you to sit with that, sit with that confusion and ask yourself where in your life you are aligned. Where do you feel good in your life? What feels good to you? And Ask yourself why it feels good to you. What do you like about that thing or that person or that job or whatever it is that is giving you a sense of fulfillment? What what do you like about it? Sit with that because that will lead you more towards what you want, more of what you want. We are pressured to define ourselves. We are pressured to define our dreams and we are pressured to, once we define them, stick to them. The world tells us from a young age Think about what you want to do for your life and that is what you will do for your life. And so we're young and we're thinking, well, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a pop star and I want to be the president. You know, we just come up with these crazy possibilities because anything is possible. And then we get older and the world is like, okay, well, you know, if you want that, you need to be rational about it. So We are forced to think about ourselves in the definitions that we gave when we were dreaming as children. 
And so that is our first time of abandoning what it is that we truly want, not really exploring it and seeing if it's right for us. We weren't encouraged to try a bunch of things out and just see which one we liked the most. Most of us weren't, at least in the American education system, that isn't really what happened. There were a lot of options, but it was very much the case of define yourself. Who are you? And that is the world that we live in. We live in a world of labels. And once you define yourself, once you pick a major when you're going to college, it feels like you can't change it. It feels like you've decided. It feels like how is this going to impact and affect the rest of my life? And that is where we are so stuck and we are so limited. We think that we have to know. We think that we have to decide and we think that we have to define ourselves. And once we do, we are bound by that definition and that couldn't be farther from the truth. You have so much left to learn. You are so young. You do not know what is ahead of you. You do not know who you're going to meet, when you're going to meet them, what they will do for your life. You do not know what is before you. You only know what has passed you. You only know what you've experienced. You only know the lens of which you've lived your life through, which is the past. And if you are hopeful enough to reignite some of your dreams and say to yourself, I really want this thing. I really, really want it. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but this is what I want. And be honest with yourself about that. If you are willing to do that, you are willing to do the work it takes to stop living in the past. Because when you're living in the past, you are living in your subconscious programs. You were living in your limits. You were limiting yourself by living in the version of your shadow. By not meeting your shadow, by not integrating that shadow into who you are, you were living in polarity with it. You were almost pretending like it doesn't exist, going about your merry way and disconnecting from yourself all the while because the shadow is part of you. The darkness is part of you. It wants to be embraced and it wants to be hugged and let in and told that it's okay to be there. And it wants to meet the light. It needs the light. The light enters through the wounds, through the open wounds. That's where the light is able to enter. You're able to transmute it. You're able to take your pain and come away from it and move towards a future that seems possible for you. When you do that, you are stepping into the unknown and you are creating that future. And that's scary. That is scary in and of itself. What I am realizing as I go through this journey on my end is that the future that you create is sometimes scarier than living in the past, than just repeating the same cycles and behaviors that you know lead to exactly what you've lived through before. We are really familiarized with what we know as safety, even if it's not safe. And that's what I talked about last week was where did you learn that the things that you're doing that maybe aren't in alignment with you were safe? Because our desire for safety, the way that our brain looks at safety is simply just familiarity. So our desire for safety comes from repeatable 
patterns, behaviors from living in the predictable past, essentially. So that is likely why you are attracting the same people, the same circumstances. You have very similar problems. You may say to yourself, I knew this was going to happen or I guess this is just how it goes or nothing ever works out the way that I think it's going to. Those things are true. They are true when you say them and when you believe them. They are true because that is the safety, that is the familiarity you are looking for. And there is part of you that feels very safe in those limitations because you can expect that things will go a certain way. Therefore, you can prepare for them. Therefore, you can anticipate them. Therefore, you simply are just living in the familiar past and you're unable to see before you because you can't see beyond you. You can't see beyond the experiences that you've lived. So in order to really create newness, you have to know that it's newness. You have to know I've never been here before actually and now is my time to act differently. It's about creating the new brain structures, the pathways for you to be able to say, it is safe for me to feel happy. It is safe for me to feel aligned. It is safe for me to feel loved. It is safe for me to be seen. It is safe for me to be heard. It is safe for me here in a place that maybe has always been a little not safe. Maybe you've avoided because it hasn't felt safe, but the only reason it hasn't felt safe is because it's unfamiliar. That is why we have to go through the discomfort of facing our pain, transmuting it in order to transform because we have to say to our younger selves, what you went through was not normal. It wasn't okay. And now I'm going to do better for you. And we're going on this journey together. That is the inner child healing. That is the shadow work. It's taking yourself on a journey of transformation and knowing that there are going to be rises and falls and there are going to be many places that you haven't been before. And you will find that sometimes you're more scared of your success than you are of your failure because your failure at the very least most times you have something to do with that you can blame someone and that someone is always yourself but with your success it can be harder to receive when you don't expect that you are worthy of it you don't expect that it will come to you you don't believe that success is possible for you it's a lot harder to stay in success and that's why there's sometimes self-sabotage. You know, we get into a good, healthy relationship and then we just start acting out. We don't know why. Well, it's because this is unfamiliar territory for you. Healthy is unfamiliar. Therefore, your brain, your body thinks healthy is not safe. You have been trained to think that there are problems with everything around you. And let me tell you something. When you look for it, you will find it. And so if you've been trained to be hypervigilant, look for problems your entire life in order to steer clear of what may go wrong then you're going to be hypervigilant and you're going to look for problems in your life right now and you're going to find them. You are going to find them. So that behavior that kept you safe is no longer keeping you safe. It's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you limited. And this shadow work, this integration is about going to that place in time where it was safe, feeling the pain of it fully because in feeling the pain fully, allowing it to transmute and integrate into your life, what you are doing is validating that experience as not normal. You are validating that experience as something that hurt you. 
and you don't have to hide it anymore. You can feel it and you can let it go and you don't have to predict that it might happen again and prepare for the worst because now you're in charge. What about that? Now you are the one who gets to decide. Now you are the one who builds your life up. Now you are the one who chooses where you go and how you get there. You are the one. That is your beautiful, beautiful power and responsibility. And when you start to see that, when you start to see that I get to choose, it's wonderful and empowering, but it is also really scary. If you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Because that is sometimes a lot of responsibility and we would rather shut off and just go back to the way things were, even if it meant that we were unhappy, if we could predict what was going to happen, then step into unfamiliar territory. We live in that conditioned fear and that conditioned fear is what keeps us in our limitations. I am currently reading The Artist's Way, which is a workbook, essentially, a 12-week guide into recovering creativity and recovering your artist. And the author basically presupposes that everyone is an artist. Everyone was creative as a child, and somewhere along the way, they lost their creativity or they were told that it wasn't possible. And reconnecting with your inner artist, she calls it, is reconnecting with your sense of possibility and your sense of belief in the world to help you and guide you. And it is also reconnecting with your spirituality. Creating is essentially spiritual. That is what she says. And she says that we are spiritual creatures. And therefore, if we have stopped creating, we've cut ourselves off. And so this book is really, really integral to everything that I'm talking about. And it's influencing a lot of it because she talks about the inner artist and she says the inner artist is a child. Really, it's the inner child. And whenever we think of our inner children, we probably often get some images of them playing, of them really just excited and happy about life and happy about any moment. And to ask yourself the question of what did you do when you were young that made you happy? What did you like to do when you were young? What did you spend your time doing? What were you excited about? That all leads you to your inner creativity and to the empowering aspect of really illuminating your identity again. And in this book, I'm on week five, so it goes week by week. It has assignments in it. it. I sort of modeled the guidebooks that I'm creating for the community and for season two off of this book. Unintentionally, it has been influencing everything 
in my life because I'm reading it all the time and doing all the work associated with it. I highly recommend it. This is not a promo for The Artist's Way, but I want to read something from it that talks about this confronting of our alignment, confronting of what we want, what happens when we see that we're not living the life that we want to live and then we take responsibility for it, how that truly impacts us, transforms us, and helps us to become what we were always meant to be. So in this part, she's talking about morning pages, which are an assignment of the book where you wake up every single day and you write three pages, stream of consciousness. And it's basically in order to acquaint with yourself, to be completely uninhibited with yourself. You can write whatever you want. You're not supposed to share it with anyone. You're not supposed to care or read them back. I think at one point in the book later on, you will read all of them back, but you're supposed to wake up every day and write three pages. And she actually calls this dancing with the subconscious. And she quotes Carl Jung. He is famously quoted with saying, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. And so what these morning pages do, essentially this unbridled writing of whatever's on your mind, they can be angry and happy. And I've had many, many, many things go on in my morning pages that no one should ever read, but it acquaints you with being honest with yourself. You are no longer allowed to not be honest with yourself when you're just writing three pages of streams of consciousness and whatever wants to come out just comes out, especially when it's early in the morning. It's been really helpful. I recommend it. I also recommend the book, but that is what she's talking about in this excerpt I'm about to read. So she says, in order to have self-expression, we must first have a self to express. That is the business of morning pages. I myself feel this way and that way and this way. No one else need agree with me, but this is what I feel. It's validating your feelings. The process of identifying a self inevitably involves loss as well as gain. We discover our boundaries and those boundaries by definition separate us from our fellows. As we clarify our perceptions, we lose our misconceptions. As we eliminate ambiguity, we lose illusion as well. We arrive at clarity and clarity creates change. I have outgrown this job may appear in the morning pages. At first, it is a troubling perception. Over time, it becomes a call for action and then an action plan. As we notice which friends bore us, which situations leave us stifled, we are rocked by waves of sorrow. We may want our illusions back. We want to pretend the friendship works. We don't want the trauma of searching for another job faced with impending change, change we have set into motion through our own hand. As we lose our vagueness about our sense of self, our values, our life situation, we become available to the moment. It is there in the particular that we contact ourselves. Until we experience the freedom of solitude, we cannot connect authentically. We may be enmeshed, but we are not encountered. That part of the book spoke to me so much because when you start to validate your pain in your life, when you start to take responsibility for how it affects your life, when you start to heal and change and actually say to yourself, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this thing that I know is hurting me. And I'm not going to keep repeating the behaviors that I know are keeping me stuck. And you do something else. All of a sudden, things are different. All of a sudden you feel differently. All of a sudden you have just ignited a sense of power and you have just reactivated something and you can no longer go backwards. 
that is the real crux of this is that once you decide that you're moving forward, you don't know where you're going, but you know that you can't go back. That is the agreement that you set with yourself. And it's, it's unconscious. It's not one you actually have to make with yourself, but it's this, once you start taking responsibility, once you start healing, once you start seeing the impact of healing, you will never stop. You will never stop growing and you will never stop actively searching for ways to become closer to your most aligned self. It is simply just the journey and you are now an active part of that journey. And the part that she said where you have discovered that you were enmeshed but never encountered. That is so powerful. Enmeshed. Enmeshed in other people's lack of boundaries. Enmeshed in other people's limitations. Enmeshed in a world that wants to condition you into lack but never encountered. Do you remember what it was like to dream just to dream? That is the question there. To be encountered is to be discovered. To be encountered is to wake up with the sense of possibility, with the sense of what could happen today, what could happen in my life, what could happen, and how could I align myself to be in a place to receive the possibility of magic. That is why we heal, right? We want to know what's possible for us and we want to go beyond our limitations and we want to argue with them because we want to discard them. They are not real. You can do anything that you want in this life and you know it. And we are seeing more evidence of it and evidence is the loudest voice. To have the evidence that other people are out there living their dream life We have the internet. We see it all the time. We see, you know, someone was just working their regular nine to five job and then all of a sudden they were discovered. They were encountered by the right person at the right time, the right situation. And there it was, their life changed, altered, their dreams, reality. We see it all the time. We know it's possible. We have the evidence and it feels like all of us are trying to find the key that fits into the lock and we are looking all of the wrong places for that key. That key is us. That key is in our hearts. That key is our beings, our energy, where we put it, how we decide to move in the world. There's this one quote. I don't remember where it came from, but it says, how you do anything is how you do everything. The way that you move throughout your home, the way that you move in your own comfort, in your own space, the way that you treat yourself while there's no one around you, the way that you talk to yourself while there's no one around you, the way that you behave is not just a subtle consequence of being alive. It is you making choices, decisions, decisions about who you are, decisions about what you want unconsciously, because you may not be living the life that you want, but there's a reason why you think it's safe. There's a reason why you haven't changed. There's a reason. And this episode, this transformation series is really about you asking yourself the question, what is the reason? What are my limitations? And why don't I actually have a conversation with them? I am going to ask you a question now, and I want you to, with the first thing that pops into your head, just acknowledge that. What is it in your life that 
you want more than anything to experience. You should have had something pop into your head. And now I'm going to ask you, what would make that even better? What would make that a miracle? What would make your life feel like it was a movie? Just sit with that. Maybe even journal about it. If you have the audacity to journal about what your life would look like if you had the thing that you want. And I want you to just sit with that feeling, that inquiry, and listen to your brain as it gives you reasons as to maybe why that can't happen or starts thinking about, well, I'd have to do this or this or I I don't know how I would get there. All of that is really valuable to know that you think, but it's not important. It is not important. I know that that sounds really crazy, but truly, truly success, accomplishing your dreams, doing anything to where you feel peace and happiness, abundance, going after anything. It is never a matter of hard work or talent as much as it is audacity. Do you believe that you can do it? Do you believe that it exists? for you? Do you believe that it exists, first of all? And then do you believe that you belong there? And if the answer is no, if there's a lot of limitations that come up, a lot of questions, a lot of confusion, that's amazing. Like that is great to unlock that, to see that. It means that you are challenging the sense of self that you've created to be safe, to live in your limits, to be conditioned into a sense of lack about the world. And I will fully acknowledge that privilege here is really important. Of course, some of us have the ability to be in environments that encourage a sense of possibility, while others are in environments that may be filled with lack and it's pretty impossible to escape. This is all related to the hierarchy of needs, which first you have to have your survival needs met, and then you have to have your emotional well-being needs met. And then, you know, it goes up from there in terms of the fifth thing that you can meet finally when all of your physical, emotional, mental needs are met is self-actualization. And so if you are lucky enough to be there, to be on the stage of self-actualization, then first of all, gratitude welcome that into your life. You are safe enough to dream. Even if you don't know how to accomplish your dreams, if you are safe enough to dream, that is a beautiful, beautiful privilege. You've been given that. That's been given to you. That is a gift. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to live in your limits? Are you going to pretend that you're not safe enough to dream? What are you going to do with it? the self-responsibility, the action that is to be taken when you start to notice, oh, I'm acting a way that I don't want to act and I can do something about it. That is built over time. It is built by really being honest with yourself and being gentle with yourself and meeting the versions of yourself from the past, the ages that maybe you haven't acknowledged as your inner child and acquainting with them, asking them what they want, asking them what they would have done if they were fully supported in their ambitions, in their dreams. What would you have done 
if you had all of the resources in the world when you were a child or you were a teenager, what would you have pursued? What was your heart's calling? And how can you work to give that to yourself now? Because you are your own hero. You just have to be open to seeing that. You have to claim it, own it, be empowered in it. And remember that no one will tell you who you are when you know who you are. No one will tell you that you do not belong at a place that you very well know you belong. And once you begin seeing yourself as worthy, once you begin integrating your healing and your experiences with your dreams, which we will talk about on the next episode more fully, there is going to be another set of challenges because life is not without challenge. There's always going to be something for you to more deeply affirm either your limiting beliefs or the beliefs that you have now chosen to be primary in your life. Once people see you growing, they are going to want to pull you down. The world is defined by limitations and it is your job to know when you are being defined by the world's limitations and when you are being defined by other people's limitations and then to affirm to yourself, I am not going to be defined by other people's limitations. I get to decide my own possibility. I get to live my own possibility. The possibility is endless you get to say that. But if you are living your life through the eyes of other people, if you are living your life through the perceptions of other people, you will be living your life through the lens of their judgment, their lack, their limitations. No one is ever judging from the seat of success. Remember that. The people who are judging you, the people who are looking at you and making fun of you, if that is really the worst thing that happens when you go after your dreams it's really not that bad. Those people are on the sidelines. Those people are not doing the thing. They are not going after their own version of success because if they were, they would encourage you alongside them. The fear of being seen is born when you hide. And in order to overcome the fear of being seen, heard, existing in the world exactly as you are, you have to exist in the world exactly as you are. You have to meet the version of yourself that you are and ask yourself, who are you? What defines you? Who defines you? To be able to bring the energy up in a room, to influence the room instead of adapting to it, to know the power of your light, to know your light, And to know the truth of that over the fallacy of what we've been told and what we've been conditioned into because of how much space pain has taken up in the world, that is power. That is transformation. And you likely will face some type of disconnection from your present day life when you do that. And that's a part of change. It, it really is. When you decide that you are not going to be like everyone else, when you decide that you are no longer going to connect to the energy of struggle, when you decide that you are not going to live in your struggle, you're not going to talk about your struggle, you're not going to perpetuate it by living in the familiar past anymore, 
it's going to shake things up. People in your life are going to say, you were the one I used to complain with all the time. And maybe there's still part of you that wants to complain with them. And you are going to have to make that choice and that decision to say, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not who I want to be. This is not where I want to focus my energy. This is not how I want to act or behave and move on from it. When you stop feeding the energy of negativity, when you stop feeding the energy of other people's lack and limitations by joining them in their own company, by acknowledging and energizing your own lack and limitations, your friendships may dismantle. Some of them may be built off of pain. Some of them may be built off of the desire to be stuck, the desire to victimize yourself. You have to realize and be okay with the knowing that your journey of alignment, your journey of finding yourself and healing yourself and becoming exactly who you were meant to be, who you've actually been all along that you've just not met yet will be a journey of change. And when you are changing, sometimes you have to trade your old life for your new life, you have to break out of the familiar past and step into the unknown, into the future. And there's going to be things all around you, temptations all around you to keep being exactly where you are because that's what you know is safe. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay to teach yourself that something new is safe, that what you want actually is safe and that the people who are for you will never ever miss you they will never miss you and the only thing that can come from you aligning with who you want to be who you know you are destined to be who you feel good being is good it is only friendships and relationships and opportunities and circumstances and situations that are of your highest highest good your highest alignment because when you live in alignment you are living in alignment you are not attracting the same conversations that you were. You are not attracting the same people, the same circumstances. You will attract new things that ask you, are you ready to receive me? And you have to be ready to receive, which is the work. That is the work. That is the shadow work. That is the inquiry, the self-inquiry, the self-respect that is built out of taking self-responsibility. And to be on this journey is a beautiful one because we never arrive. We are never going anywhere. We are just going. We're just figuring shit out. That's the whole point. It's just to have fun along the way, to discover ourselves, to encounter ourselves, and to reignite our sense of self, our identity, to own that part of us and to set our boundaries and say that it's not okay when we know it's not okay that other people are treating us a certain way, that we are treating ourselves a certain way, that a life circumstance is perpetuating when we have the ability to walk away or to stop it. That is power. That is when you decide I'm going to be true to who I am and that's when you start learning about who you are. It is a beautiful journey. It is a emotional one. It is a lovely one. And you can take bits and pieces of whatever I said, whatever resonated with you and go on your own and find your own path because you are wiser than anyone you can take advice from. You know, you know, you are knowing. 
there is so much in store for you and there is so much that you have yet to learn and I want you to open yourself to the possibility of what could happen and start embracing it, exploring it, asking yourself what you want and what you think you are capable of and just getting curious with love, always with love. And that's why we unite this part of us, this present day part of us, where we are now with what built us, what allowed us to grow into who we are, meeting those two versions with love and then integrating this future version of ourself that we've yet to know that we're stepping into, allowing that version to fully guide us. This has been a beautiful episode for me to record. I hope for you to listen to as well. I'm sitting by my window and I usually record at my desk, but I do a lot of work at my desk. So today I thought to myself, you know, maybe I'll sit by my window and it's really nice. I hear the city outside and the plant above my head is beautiful and viney and makes me really happy. I've watered her every week for the last few months and it feels like she's growing with me and I have my altar with all of my little things here and it's just like a really safe space so I had a lot of fun recording this and I thank you for listening if you liked this episode please let me know your thoughts rate the podcast on your preferred streaming platform and let me know what would be relevant in this series of aligning ourselves and integrating our healing into our transformation because it's going to be the topic over the next couple of weeks and next week is going to really focus on your heart as the portal of which all of this happens, opening a closed heart, learning to trust what's outside of you and learning to really be guided. So more on this and really integrating all of this experience and again if you aren't listening to these in order that's totally okay if you didn't listen to part one of shadow work series inner child healing then i encourage you to but it's not necessary you can just take this step by step but they're all linked down below last episode and inner child healing and if you are curious for more figuring shit out content you can go and explore the community options i thank you for listening being on this journey with me of figuring shit out and remember if you spend your whole life trying to get your act together you don't have a life you have an act so go and live your fucking life i will see you next sunday i love you guys and i am here alongside you as you go through your own becoming you are supported, you are guided, you are loved. You gotta look for the redeeming feature. You gotta look for things to appreciate. You gotta find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've gotta strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. No, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lo- that connect that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite, and that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.